0: This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: It is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are running the anchor leg right here. If you're out here on the west coast, it is 10 p.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the east coast, well, I guess I'm betting lead off today on Saturday, but. We've got a great show for you. We are going to be taking a look at the Super Bowl from every single angle. Here in the first segment, I'm going to be reminding you that, you know what? If you don't necessarily find what you like in the Super Bowl, don't force anything up because, well, if you're like me, you're going to be enthralled on Saturday and a whole bunch of college basketball coverage because, well, there's 150 college basketball games. So we've got a little bit of fun action there and, Hey, if you're in action right now on this Friday night slash Saturday morning, you might be sweating out this UNLV versus Boise State game, but we're going to be taking a look at everything with regards to just taking a look at the basic side in total. And then when it comes to the Super Bowl, obviously you're able to get very, very unique with regards to the way that you're able to bet things. You've got multi-sport props that you're able to dive into pretty much anything that is bettable aside from, will there be like a dog that runs out on the field? And there might be some book that winds up offering this at some point. Well, you're going to be able to fire in on it. So we're going to try to give you as many different ways to be able to get to the window on this Super Sunday as humanly possible. But we've got a little bit of everything coming up. And then Taylor Mathis does a great job over there with the Superbook. She's a host over there. She's going to be joining me at midnight Pacific. That is 3 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be diving into what she all likes as well. And mentioned it a little bit earlier. When it comes to the Super Bowl, I think the most important thing is—and you want to hearing it from the nightcap with our good friends Tim Murray and Sean King—just because this is the biggest day of the year does not mean that you need to be firing in much more than normal on the side in total. If you really like something with regards to, like the Cincinnati Bengals catching a few points, if you like the money line, if you're having a very strong leaning with regards to the total. It's not one of those cases in which you need to restrict yourself to your normal one unit. At the same time, this is not the necessarily time and place that you want to be like going all in or anything like that. That is certainly not recommended. I know that there are some people like myself that you usually go with just the flat approach I typically do with regards to spread 1.1 units on minus 110 to be able to make one unit. If it's a money line underdog, you just wind up firing that one unit and then you wind up being able to get home a flat, a plus price with regards to whatever the underdog is. In this case, with the Cincinnati Bengals, you're right now seeing them most places right around a plus 160, depending on where you shop. But that's really the way that I like to go about it. There are some people that they've got one unit plays, they've got two unit plays. There are some people that. They go up to three unit. I probably wouldn't recommend much more than two myself, but to each their own there. But this is not the time in which you want to be going from betting like a standard one unit on a side or a total, and you wind up making it like a 20-unit play. There is a reason why limits on the Super Bowl are significantly bigger. Like folks like Mattrick Mac would not be able to get down the best that he's been able to on Portland State versus Montana on Saturday. Now I would love to be able to. See people wind up firing in like those big giant bets on some absurd game. Let's take a look at something for the college basketball slate on Saturday. Ooh, army versus Navy, army versus Navy, a big deal in college football In college basketball doesn't necessarily quite get the love that it typically winds up getting, but certainly it is a case in which you're able to fire in much more on these. And it doesn't mean that you wind up because I'm talking about bankroll management right now, it doesn't mean you only fire in the one unit on the side total, and then you're just done. I'm talking about you don't want to be too tethered to one side. What I think is going to be really important with regards to the Super Bowl, if you're looking to take a bunch of prop bets, try to set yourself up so that way if your side slash total lean does not wind up coming through that you avoid completed utter wipeout. And by this, I mean, if you like the Cincinnati Bengals, Don't wind up pretty much doubling, tripling, quadrupling, quintupling down and just take nothing but Cincinnati Bengals props for them to be able to win. If you think that the total is going to go over, don't take like 57 props over because if you wind up getting like a 10 to three game, it's very unlikely that those props are going to be coming through for you. You might be able to get one or two because, well, there's bound to be someone that winds up getting yardage, but That said, it certainly is one of these cases in which you don't want to be sort of doing those correlated bets. Uh, That I think is really going to be important with regards to Super Bowl Sunday. So like I was mentioning a little bit earlier, you stick to your normal like side slash total bet, and then you wind up going with pretty much that same bet with regards to your props. That's what I'm talking about with regards to bankroll management, and you want to just avoid complete and utter catastrophe. What you can also do in the Super Bowl is that I see these come out every single year. I still remember the one that I really hit the best on was I forget what year it is now, but it was the Rams versus the New England Patriots Super Bowl. I would like to say that that was the calendar year of 2019. It might have been the actual like year year of 2018 with regards to the season, but I still remember there were a couple of props out there like obviously with the Bengals being in the Super Bowl, you've got a hockey team out there in Boston called the Bruins. I wanted they because they were playing the Washington Capitals the night before. I wanted taking a prop bet. What would there be? More sacks in the Super Bowl, or would there be more goals scored by the Washington Capitals? I wanted riding with the sacks in that case. The Capitals wound up scoring zero goals in that game. So at sack number one, I wanted being able to cash in there. It was probably one of the easiest bets I've ever placed on a football game in the history of forever because it typically aren't able to cash in on a bet within the first ten minutes of game. That is certainly what wound up happening there. So I do think that there is a little bit of value there. And if you don't like what you're seeing with regards to the Super Bowl, you can wind up doing these sorts of things because there are many people that are going to be flocking to Los Angeles. You might be one of them flocking to Las Vegas. Maybe you're just going out to a sports book out there on the East Coast, what have you. You're taking a look at things and You're torn on a side. You're torn on a total. You might be diving into one or two prop bets, but maybe you don't have a whole lot of anything. Well, there's still more offerings this weekend. There's 150 college basketball games. There's a full slate of NBA that's going to be coming up on Saturday. Heck, those of you guys that are going to be firing in on the Super Bowl, you still wind up having the option of being able to get down some Saturday action because if you're only firing in on the Super Bowl, you're visiting a place for the entire weekend. You're probably going to be pretty bored sitting in your hotel room, just looking over props and everything like that. You probably want to be having a little bit of something. I've got you covered there. Coast soups Coast Supes at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. I literally broke down all 150 college basketball games. So we've got you covered there. There's no shortage. Four hours of 50 minutes of basketball coverage in Las Vegas rotation order, but I do think that it is a very good way to be able to have a little bit more unique action on this game. Because I do think that that that's really important as well. Because what the Super Bowl affords you is ways to be able to get down money in ways that you wouldn't be able to normally with regards to an NFL game. Now, we've seen in recent years, obviously, more player props have become available. Used to be in Las Vegas, you used to be able to get player props on some of the more marquee-like Monday night football Thursday night football games but you didn't have as much with regards to player yards anytime touchdown things of this nature obviously now you get a little bit more of that in recent seasons I know that with the passing of PASPA in recent years having more books out there in the east coast be able to offer that more books out here on the west coast they have decided to follow suit so that has been something that is very good So. It's not necessarily as many unique props with regards to just player yardage and everything like that, but now you're able to, with the Super Bowl, dive into heck even for things like pop culture. You are able to go multi-sport. I think that that's really what's unique about the Super Bowl. And what is unique about the Super Bowl as well is that you're going to have so many people that they're going to tell you, oh, if you wind up getting the Super Bowl side or total wrong, you're just a complete moron and it should be counting, like I've been talking about throughout this entire segment, the same as if you'd be winding up whiffing on, say, the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Myself from the great state of Wisconsin, I have to throw shade at myself. That was really, really bad. What wound up happening on that night for myself and many, many other fans of that team and for my bankroll because I wanted firing in on the Packers, I thought that when they wound up getting up at halftime, that it was going to be pretty much a cruiser, and, well, it was anything but that. You wind up having a blocked punt. That winds up happening, and you're going to find that all throughout. I mean, there's going to be bad beats that wind up happening. For anyone that wound up having the rushing yards on Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl a few years ago when they were able to take down the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, there's just calamities that are going to be happening with it. That is all part of sports betting. That is why you don't want to be just pushing too much on one side, one total, one prop bet. You want to be able to give yourself options to where if you wind up having a complete flame out on a side, if you have a complete flame out on a player prop, they're able to either a wind up having a chance to be able to mitigate that or b you're able to have other options to be able to get to the window or you wind up just flat out having one or two bets. You wind up losing how much you would on like your standard NFL game. Maybe it's a little bit more, but you're not like now having a bankroll of $1,000 and all of a sudden you've got $5 and 37 cents left. That's typically how you wind up seeing a lot of these ridiculous, like 15 team parlays coming through with people that they pretty much fire what's left out of their bankroll because they foolishly wind up spending it on like one or two games. But that's said, you don't want to be finding yourself in a situation like that. I think that that's really what's big for the Super Bowl. It is all about having fun. It is the biggest game of the year. You want to be doing everything humanly possible to try to put yourself in a position for success. And what is really important about putting yourself in a position for success is being able to make sure that you don't wind up having a complete and utter flame out. So Hopefully this was a little bit refreshing to you. Bankroll management is not necessarily the sexiest thing in the world, but it is very important. What else?
0: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network.
1: You can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It is a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray. No more spit cups. No more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they're available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zin is America's number one nicotine pouch, and it is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning that it's ever been easier to find your Zin. Go so head over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store that is nearest to you. That is ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine is indeed an addictive chemical, as We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Peterson. It is the most super weekend of the year, and we're going to be talking about the big game. When you ask about the big game, no, I am not talking about American versus Colgate. I wish I was talking about American versus Colgate. That's a big game, in my opinion, because you've got a toothpaste that's on display, and you've got a team by the name of the American Eagles, so... I mean, you've got blue jeans versus toothpaste. I always think that that's absolutely tremendous. Typically, the toothpaste comes out on top. I will just let you know that right now. But with that said, we don't have toothpaste. We are not going to be selling any blue jeans. We are not selling any suits either. So that is a little bit unfortunate. But with that said, instead, we've got some good old-fashioned football. We've got the Rams. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a spread that it's been staying steady pretty much the entirety of the week. You've got the Rams laying four points. We've seen a little bit of a rise in the total. Currently, you're finding it at a 48 and a half, and I'm glad that the total has risen because I like this total under. I do think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, typically, you're going to see these defenses come to play. I think that you're going to see guys like Aaron Donald and company do a very good job up front. And then with the Cincinnati Bengals, it has been one of the most sneaky defenses of the season, a guy like a Trey Hendrickson, who wound up having 14 sacks during the regular season, just was not really getting the love that he deserved until recently. And I would still argue that as of right now, he is still not getting the love that he deserves. If you take a look at a lot of these draft props or with a lot of these sack props, I should say, I don't think that there's necessarily a ton of value on a lot of these, like Aaron Donald to get a sack at minus 200 is not something that I'd be diving into. If any of the guys that are shorter shots by that, I mean they are minus money with the with regards to the yes. The only one I would really be considering here is Von Miller because I do think that Von Miller, having played in a Super Bowl before, that is something that has been He's obviously performed on the biggest stage because you just take a look at Aaron Donald, yes, to be able to get a sack. What that implies is that He would need to get a sack two out of three games in order for this to not make you money to be able to break even. You would need to bet this three times. And if you bet it three times, if it winds up betting twice, you are broken even when you're laying two dollars. And I think that that's something that is so important to take a look at. I was talking about bankroll management in the last segment, and this is all part of it. This is a big reason why when you wind up taking a look at other sports, you don't wind up buying points foolishly, unless if you really, really need to in like an NFL game, get off of two and a half and now you're able to catch three. Or if you're seeing the line at three and a half, you need to go from three and a half. Instead you're laying three. The big reason why is because every single time you wind up buying even a half a point, typically it costs you 10 cents unless if you're working with critical numbers and you just don't wind up increasing your chances. Like I'm someone that I wind up doing college basketball, you don't want to be taking your minus one tens, minus one twenties. You don't want to be taking a money line of like minus one twenty, and you don't want to be pushing it to like minus one thirty. You got to trust me here. You've got to be trying to reduce the juice if at all possible because it's hard enough to be able to hit fifty two point three eight percent to be able to break even. You don't want to be making it even harder on yourself. So. I always advise this right here. Do not wind up going with too many chalky bets. I mean, once again, if you have a bet of minus $2 and you think that Aaron Donald in this game winds up getting a sack 80% of the time, yeah, there's value. Like one of the best bets that I actually wound up ever finding while I was out here in Las Vegas, it was actually the first year I was here. You may recall that Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor fight wound up getting down to minus $4 on Floyd Mayweather. And I thought that Floyd should win that Fight 999 out of a thousand times, so that was actually really good value on minus four dollars there. But you're not going to find too many cases like that. I mean, occasionally you'll find a baseball chalky money line in which it's like, Yeah, it's Jacob DeGrom and he's going up against, looks down at screen, no idea who this guy is. But certainly, you don't want to be taking your chances too much on those big, giant chalky money lines. And I mean, when it comes to Aaron Donald. I would say that he probably should be able to get a sack in this game, but you take a look at what he's been able to do recently, and he's had no sack in two out of the last four games. So, I mean, once again, I wanted saying it, he would need to get a sack two out of every three times that you play this for him to be able to get home on that. I'm not necessarily so sure about it. Where you want to be looking is at some of these guys that are maybe a little bit more off the beaten path, like something like a Sam Uber. He was stating stating for the Bengals that, he wanted to do this for Arambe. He's actually had himself a relatively solid season. I think that he might be able to be worth a little bit of a look. If you're taking a look at the Ram side of things, the guy that has had multiple sacks for them is Von Miller, which is why I do. If you're looking at one of these more chalky guys, to be able to get a sack. I default to him, but I mean, a Leonard Floyd at plus money, I do think that you could be able to find a little bit of value there. He has been a little bit colder with regards to being able to get sacks, but as we know, this is a guy that wanted coming in with a lot of promise, a former top 10 pick, and he wound up having nine and a half sacks during the regular season, so he's a guy that I think has a little bit of value to him. You take a look at the flip side for the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is a team that has given up quite a few sacks. I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals is a little bit of an enigma here because I feel like we wound up making them sound a whole lot worse than what they were after that game against the Tennessee Titans. Is this like a dominant top five offensive line? Heck no. Do not get it twisted there, but at the same time, this is also not an offensive line that is pretty much like Swiss cheese or anything like that either. This is a capable offensive line. They did wind up having to pass on Penny Sewell in order to get to Jamar Chase in the NFL draft. And obviously I think that we can all say that that was the correct decision at this point, but I do think that for the Cincinnati Bengals, it is going to be probably a little bit of a tougher day up front, but I don't think that you're going to be seeing like nine sacks like you wind up seeing against the Tennessee Titans at the same time. I think that they aren't going to be able to do quite the same job that they wind up doing against the Kansas City Chiefs. You take a look at the Bengals side of things with regards to their defense, and I would say that a little bit more of a strength of them is their secondary. Someone like can Eli Apple is someone that I think could have a little bit of value to be able to get an interception in the game. Now, when it comes to betting individual players to be able to get an interception, you're going to be getting plus money on all of them. There's a reason why you're going to be getting plus money on all of them. You're pretty much just picking a name out of a hat at this point, And you're just hoping that one of these guys winds up being in the right situation at the right time. We see it in the super bowl all the time where these guys that wind up getting the interceptions typically are not necessarily your star players so I would say that you probably wanted to look down the line a little bit more in this one, but something that I'm going to be looking at with regards to props and I'm just trying to find the least amount of juice humanly possible on this. Matthew Stafford to throw an interception. Now I think that the Rams offensive line is actually going to be able to do a relatively solid job of being able to keep them out right upright because I do think that Trey Hendrickson has a better chance of being able to get home for the Cincinnati Bengals. I wanted mentioning it with Sam Hubbard as well. Hubbard has been able to do a relatively solid job here in the postseason. Three games, he's been able to get three sacks home for you, so he's been able to do a nice job. I do think that this is a relatively solid Bengals offensive, or I should say front seven, but certainly when it comes to this Rams team, it's a bunch that they've been they've been built to win, and when it comes to the Rams, I do think that they are going to be able to keep Matthew Stafford out of harm's way a little bit more with regards to the sacks, because you do now have a little bit more options out of the backfield with Cam Akers. But if I'm really looking at someone that I feel like they might wind up utilizing a little bit more, it is Sony Michelle. It's just sort of the theory of Dance with a Girl that wound up bringing you there, and for Sony Michelle, he wound up doing a very solid job for the Rams. We wound up. We wanted seeing what wound up happening with Cam Akers in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now I don't think that this is representative of Cam Akers. He's a guy that wound up coming off of just an absolutely terrible injury. He was in his second game pretty much of the season while other guys they were playing game number eighteen of the season and he wanted to put into the ball on the turf twice. He did not look good to say the least. So I do think that Sony Michelle is gonna be able to have some value with regards to a lot of these player props, but when it comes to the Bengals, I do think that they're going to be able to do a relatively solid job out there in the secondary. So I do think that it's going to be a little bit tougher for the Rams to be able to pass. And I do think that they're going to need to establish a ground game a little bit more. I'm very curious to see how the coaching minds are going in this game as well, because when you take a look at these two gentlemen, you've got one coach that has a little bit more experience in Sean McVay. Ironically enough, this is a coaching tree matchup, which is... It feels almost ridiculous to be saying that about a 35-year-old head coach, but I do think that you wind up giving a little bit of an edge here to Sean McVay. I'm going to be very curious to see what he winds drawing up, and I do think that he's going to be drawing up chances to be able to get Matthew Stafford into rhythm a little bit more. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about this on the other side, and then we're going to get to my just basic side and total for the Super Bowl in the next segment right here on the Greg Peterson Experience, right here on V-CIN, the Sports Bank Network.
0: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: Are you getting ready to watch a big game? We want to make sure that VSIN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, which is right about now, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It is the biggest game of the year. The maker plans now to join the v betting experts before, during, and after the action right here on v And if you're tuned right in, in here to V-SIM, the Sports Bank Network, well, you're a part of it. It is the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Oops Peterson. Glad to be a part of just the 56-hour extravaganza that we've got leading up to, prior to, and into, slash, after the big game. It is going to be absolutely spectacular. We're pulling out all the stops this year. You heard me talk about it a little bit earlier in the hour. On Sunday, we're going to be having a massive interview with Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. That's going to be terrific. If you take a look at the guest list, I mean, Mike Pereira is going to be with us during the Super Bowl. He knows all about the refereeing. And I tell you right now, how many of us haven't been a part of a bet that has been either cash or slash or lost due to some bad refereeing? Bad times. Bad times. So. It's always helpful to be able to have his insights. He's joined us a few times over here at visa and he does absolutely terrific work. So we've got a little bit of everything going on there. And when it comes to taking a look at some of these props for the super bowl, let's take a look at some of the ones that have been profitable throughout the years. These are very, very trendy. These are obviously props that you're probably not going to be taking on like a basic NFL Sunday game. Like will the first kick be a touchback? you found some very interesting results. This is over the last 20 years. So in this time span, we have seen a little bit of change with the kickoff because obviously it wanted getting moved. I think now 10 years ago, first year that Randall Cobb was a green Bay Packer. So I think that it's 2012. So I think it was 10 years, but will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? The no cash is 18 out of the last 20 times. And the reason why you want to be taking a look at the no is everyone wants to be photographed. Everyone is getting the photograph of that first kick. Everyone wants to be like, and for the returner especially, they're just like, oh, yes, let me be the next Devin Hester who want to take it back during the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts. And typically it winds up with them, instead of getting the ball at the 25 yard line, they wind up getting it at the 12. We all laugh, and then you wind up going from there. So. That is one that has been highly profitable throughout the years. And I always love to be able to take a look at quite a few of these because when it comes to college basketball, I always like to take a look at the most profitable teams out there and some of the least profitable teams. If you were to guess, who do you think is right now the most profitable team in college basketball? It's actually a three-way tie. Norfolk State, Jacksonville, and Middle Tennessee. So that goes to show you right there that when it comes to just about anything, whether that be the NFL, whether that be college basketball, what have you. Some of the most profitable bets are sometimes ones that are a little bit more obscure. So I always say this. It doesn't matter how you wind up cashing money when it comes to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's on your basic side slash shuttle or if it's on, will there be a touchback or not on the first kick? Money is money. Do not apologize about it. It doesn't need to be flashy. It just needs to get you to the window and it just needs to be paid out in that green stuff. So that's all that you need to take a look at. Here's another one that has been highly profitable. Will a team that scores last win the game? Yes, typically cashes. It has cash 18 out of the last 20 Super Bowls, which I mean that makes a whole lot of sense if you wind up having a walk-off field goal. Well, there you go, right there. As we remember in the Super Bowl, if there winds up being overtime, well, the team that winds up scoring last, that has to wind up resulting. And I talk about Super Bowl. Don't take the yes with regards to overtime. I recognize that it happened once. It has happened once in the history of the Super Bowl. The has cashed 19 out of the last 20 times, and you're able to go even further back than this. We have had 55 Super Bowls to this point. It's cashed once. The value on will there be overtime in the Super Bowl just is not there. I mean, Maybe you wind up taking this in-game if you like what you're seeing, but to take before the game odds to be able to take to be able to get to overtime in the Super Bowl. Unless if you're getting something absolutely ridiculous where it's north of twenty to one, this is not worth even taking a look at. I mean the no it's probably not something that you want to be taking much of either because when you're winding up taking chalky bets are north of minus a thousand, there's just no value to be made there because all it takes is for that one calamity to just completely sink your bankroll especially if you have put a little bit too much on it let's say that you have to lay like 10 to one on it and you wind up putting down 10 units to try to get back your one well that can really be a bankroll killer right there that's not something that you really want to be taking a look at and the super bowl also does allow you these options as well you're going to be able to bet in game if you wind up having a lot of these apps if you're watching live at a sports book, you probably don't want to be trying to get to the window. Every time you want to be taking a live bet, I just recommend that you wind up having the apps on your phone. It makes it a whole heck of a lot easier. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Also, let's take a look at quarterback props because I want to mentioning it. The quarterback props. I really do like are for both gentlemen in this game to be able to throw an interception, how about if we look at a feed of human achievement? Will we see a quarterback winding up, throwing for at least 400 yards in the Super Bowl? Guess what? The no has been highly profitable throughout the years. You take a look at Matthew Stafford right now. His player prop is at 279 and a half. The over is at minus 120. The under is at minus 110. I tell you right now, the only place I'd be looking on that is to the under. Will there be a, will there be, Will there be a receiver to get at least 200 yards? Then Noah's cash in all 20 of the last 20 Super Bowls. I mean, there are just some of these props that you take a look at them and it's like, yeah, you don't want to be banking on sort of the oddity to be happening there. Now, what is a little bit less odd is will there be a lead change in the final minute of the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl? Noah's cashed 17 times. And that makes a lot of sense as well because. How many times do you wind up seeing a field goal get kicked within the final few seconds of the Super Bowl? Because you need the field goal to actually go your way. You've obviously got two exceptional defenses. Typically in the Super Bowl, you are going to be finding a lot of very good defenses as well. I do think that this is something that you want to be taking note of. And then you've always got that tricky one. Will there be a team that winds up scoring three consecutive times in the Super Bowl? The yes actually catches catches a lot more than you'd expect because you wind up having just so many of these various circumstances in which you wind up having like touchdown field goal, field goal or something along those lines. So we actually have been finding that to cash a lot in Super Bowls as well. And I do think that when it comes to betting on some of these props, being able to take a look at some of the historical data is very important. And what we wind up gathering from this as well is don't expect something completely and utterly harebrained. And you wind up seeing it a lot with regards to these props as well, because you wind up seeing it with regards to just a basic player prop market. Typically, there's a lot more value on the no rather than the yes, because when it comes to just any sort of bet whatsoever in sports, whether it be just a basic total, whether it be a player prop, what have you, typically you don't want to be the basic average Joe is not going to be wanting to take a lot of no's because. You don't want to be taking an under in like a college basketball game between Longwood and North Carolina T because that means that you're going to be rooting for a lack of human achievement in Longwood versus North Carolina T That's not very fun at all in a game in which, let's call it what it is, it's a little bit off the beaten path. And a lot of people, they want excitement, they want scoring. There are some of us out there, like myself, that can appreciate some really good defense. These people are a little bit more few and far between. So, I always think that there's a little bit more value on the under end. When it comes to being able to find something with regards to being able to hit your rag into, you're going to be able to find it at all these sports books. A lot of them are offering various different oh, will we wind up having X wind up happening for the first time in forever? You may recall when the 49ers were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, hearkening back to that Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots Super Bowl because Kyle Shannon was a part of that. There was a prop that was out there at a couple different books. Will the San Francisco 49ers blow a 28 to three lead? And obviously that wound up being a big giant boom and you couldn't bet the no on that. And obviously the only place that you would ever be taking a look at that is the no, because it was so oddly specific that I mean, if you wanted up hitting that, you might as well be getting like five private islands. So there are a lot of those that wind up coming about and I think that the best advice to those is that you don't need to wind up firing in on all those. Those are probably not the ones that you do want to be taking a shot on, especially if you wind up having only one option to be able to bet on them because you're going to be finding quite a few of these props that they cash out very big if you're able to hit them. But at the same time, there's no option for the no. And typically there's a reason why there's no option for the no. So, that is something that I think is very important to take a look at as this has been our number one of the Greg Peterson Experience. Coming up next, we are going to be taking a little bit more of a look at more specific player props, taking a look at what has all been cashing in past years uh, in the Super Bowl. That is up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, sports Bank Network.
1: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You're experiencing
0: Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network.
2: Are you getting ready to watch a big game? We want to make sure that VSN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, which is right about now, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on Visa.com leading up to our sixth annual live Big Game Betcast. It is the biggest game of the year. So, make your plans now to join the V-SIM betting experts before, during, and after the action right here on Beastin.com. And if you're tuned right in here to V-SIM, the Sports Bang Network, well, you're a part of it. It is the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Oops Peterson. Glad to be a part of just the 56 hour extravaganza that we've got leading up to, prior to, and into slash after the big game. It is going to be absolutely spectacular. We're pulling out all the stops this year. You heard me talk about it a little bit earlier in the hour. On Sunday, we're going to be having a massive interview with Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. That's going to be terrific. If you take a look at the guest list, I mean, Mike Pereira is going to be with us during the Super Bowl. He knows all about the refereeing. And I tell you right now, how many of us haven't been a part of a bet that has been either cash or slash or lost due to some bad refereeing? Bad times. Bad times. So. It's always helpful to be able to have his insights. He's joined us a few times over here at visa and he does absolutely terrific work. So we've got a little bit of everything going on there. And when it comes to taking a look at some of these props for the super bowl, let's take a look at some of the ones that have been profitable throughout the years. These are very, very trendy. These are obviously props that you're probably not going to be taking on like a basic NFL Sunday game. Like will the first kick be a touchback? you found some very interesting results. This is over the last 20 years. So in this time span, we have seen a little bit of change with the kickoff because obviously it wanted getting moved. I think now 10 years ago, first year that Randall Cobb was a green Bay Packer. So I think that it's 2012. So I think it was 10 years, but will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? The no cash is 18 out of the last 20 times. And the reason why you want to be taking a look at the no is everyone wants to be photographed. Everyone is getting the photograph of that first kick. Everyone wants to be like, and for the returner especially, they're just like, oh, yes, let me be the next Devin Hester who want to take it back during the Super Bowl against the Indianapolis Colts. And typically it winds up with them, instead of getting the ball at the 25 yard line, they wind up getting it at the 12. We all laugh, and then you wind up going from there. So. That is one that has been highly profitable throughout the years. And I always love to be able to take a look at quite a few of these because when it comes to college basketball, I always like to take a look at the most profitable teams out there and some of the least profitable teams. If you were to guess, who do you think is right now the most profitable team in college basketball? It's actually a three-way tie. Norfolk State, Jacksonville, and Middle Tennessee. So that goes to show you right there that when it comes to just about anything, whether that be the NFL, whether that be college basketball, what have you, Some of the most profitable bets are sometimes ones that are a little bit more obscure. So I always say this, it doesn't matter how you wind up cashing money when it comes to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if it's on your basic side slash shuttle or if it's on, will there be a touchback or not on the first kick? Money is money. Do not apologize about it. It doesn't need to be flashy. It just needs to get you to the window and it just needs to be paid out in that green stuff. So that's all that you need to take a look at. Here's another one that has been highly profitable. Will a team that scores last win the game? Yes, typically cashes. It has cash 18 out of the last 20 Super Bowls, which I mean that makes a whole lot of sense if you wind up having a walk-off field goal. Well, there you go, right there. As we remember in the Super Bowl, if there winds up being overtime, well, the team that winds up scoring last, that has to wind up resulting. And I talk about Super Bowl. Don't take the yes with regards to overtime. I recognize that it happened once. It has happened once in the history of the Super Bowl. The Nolas cashed 19 out of the last 20 times, and you're able to go even further back than this. We have had 55 Super Bowls to this point. It's cashed once. The value on will there be overtime in the Super Bowl just is not there. I mean, Maybe you wind up taking this in-game if you like what you're seeing, but To take before the game odds to be able to take, to be able to get to overtime in the Super Bowl, Unless if you're getting something absolutely ridiculous where it's north of 20 to one, this is not worth even taking a look at. I mean, the no, it's probably not something that you want to be taking much of either because when you're winding up taking chalky bets are north of minus a thousand, there's just no value to be made there because. All it takes is for that one calamity to just completely sink your bankroll, especially if you've put a little bit too much on it. Let's say that you have to lay like 10 to one on it, and you wind up putting down 10 units to try to get back your one. Well, that can really be a bankroll killer right there. That's not something that you really want to be taking a look at. And the Super Bowl also does allow you these options as well. You're going to be able to bet in-game if you wind up having a lot of these apps if you're watching live at a sports book, you probably don't want to be trying to get to the window. Every time you want to be taking a live bet, I just recommend that you wind up having the apps on your phone. It makes it a whole heck of a lot easier. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Also, let's take a look at quarterback props because I want to mentioning it. The quarterback props. I really do like are for both gentlemen in this game to be able to throw an interception, how about if we look at a feed of human achievement? Will we see a quarterback winding up, throwing for at least 400 yards in the Super Bowl? Guess what? The no has been highly profitable throughout the years. You take a look at Matthew Stafford right now. His player prop is at 279 and a half. The over is at minus 120. The under is at minus 110. I tell you right now, the only place I'd be looking on that is to the under. Will there be a, will there be, Will there be a receiver to get at least 200 yards? Then Noah's cash in all 20 of the last 20 Super Bowls. I mean, there are just some of these props that you take a look at them and it's like, yeah, you don't want to be banking on sort of the oddity to be happening there. Now, what is a little bit less odd is will there be a lead change in the final minute of the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl? Noah's cashed 17 times. And that makes a lot of sense as well because. How many times do you wind up seeing a field goal get kicked within the final few seconds of the Super Bowl? Because you need the field goal to actually go your way. You've obviously got two exceptional defenses. Typically in the Super Bowl, you are going to be finding a lot of very good defenses as well. I do think that this is something that you want to be taking note of. And then you've always got that tricky one. Will there be a team that winds up scoring three consecutive times in the Super Bowl? that yes, actually catches cashes a lot more than you'd expect because you wind up having just so many of these various circumstances in which you wind up having like touchdown field goal field goal or something along those lines so we actually have been finding that to cash a lot in super bowls as well and i do think that when it comes to betting on some of these props being able to take a look at some of the historical data is very important and what we wind up gathering from this as well is don't expect something completely and utterly harebrained and you wind up seeing it a lot with regards to these props as well because you wind up seeing it with regards to just a basic player pop market typically there's a lot more value on the no rather than the yes because when it comes to just any sort of bet whatsoever in sports whether it be just a basic total whether it be a player prop what have you typically you don't want to be the basic average joe is not going to be wanting to take a lot of no's because you don't want to be taking an under in like a college basketball game between Longwood and North Carolina T because that means that you're going to be rooting for a lack of human achievement in Longwood versus North Carolina T That's not very fun at all in a game in which, let's call it what it is, it's a little bit off the beaten path. And a lot of people, they want excitement, they want scoring. There are some of us out there, like myself, that can appreciate some really good defense. These people are a little bit more few and far between. So, I always think that there's a little bit more value on the under end. When it comes to being able to find something with regards to being able to hit your rag into, you're gonna be able to find it at all these sports books. A lot of them are offering various different oh, will we wind up having X wind up happening for the first time in forever? You may recall when the 49ers were in the Super Bowl a few years ago, hearkening back to that Atlanta Falcons versus New England Patriots Super Bowl because Kyle Shannon was a part of that. There was a prop that was out there at a couple different books. Will the San Francisco 49ers blow a 28 3 lead? And obviously, that wound up being a big giant boom. And you couldn't bet the no on that. And obviously, the only place that you would ever be taking a look at that is the no because it was so oddly specific that, I mean, if you wanted up hitting that, you might as well be getting like five private islands. So there are a lot of those that wind up coming about in. I think that the best advice to those is that you don't need to wind up firing in on all those. Those are probably not the ones that you do want to be taking a shot on, especially if you wind up having only one option to be able to bet on them because you're going to be finding quite a few of these props that they cash out very big if you're able to hit them. But at the same time, there's no option for the no. And typically there's a reason why there's no option for the no. So, That is something that I think is very important to take a look at as this has been our number one of the Greg Peterson Experience. Coming up next, we are going to be taking a little bit more of a look at more specific player props, taking a look at what has all been cashing in past years uh, in the Super Bowl. That is up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on d the Esports Bank Network.